What's going on, beloved? I'm BJ Clark, and this is the Kingdom Life Podcast, the show where we discuss practical biblical principles of Christian living. We'll discuss topics such as relationships, family, finance, and everyday Christian living. Together, we'll learn what it really means to be about that life, the kingdom life. Hey, 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 what's going on, beloved? So glad that you tuned in to another podcast. I'm honored to have this platform and have such faithful listeners just like you who tune in weekly and um, who express their displeasure when I don't put out a new episode. <laughs> so uh, let me first begin by saying thank you for all your love and support of the podcast and your kind words. Um, if I could be transparent for a moment. Um, it's been extremely tough lately. I'm not going to lie to you, beloved. Um, I have a lot of things on my plate. Uh, for those who know me, I'm a bivocational pastor, meaning I'm not full-time in ministry, but I work a secular job to subsidize my income. And honestly, um, I prefer it that way because I feel like I have a better opportunity of reaching more people with the gospel um, and as well as influencing more people through the life that I lead. That's another debate for another time. But I recently um, accepted a position of pastor at a church that is going through a revitalization. Um, I'm honored to serve there. And there is so much work to do as the father gives me the vision for the church as we move forward. But I also work a demanding job and I lead a full life as well. And honestly, I found myself a few weeks ago just mentally exhausted. I mean, honestly, I felt. I was drained. I just I just couldn't even wrap my head around as much as I love doing the podcast and as much as I love doing music. Sometimes the work that goes into producing it is a little exhausting just to wrap your head around. And honestly, I feel like sometimes mental exhaustion is a little harder to recruit from than physical exhaustion. Where, you know, with physical exhaustion, you can get some rest, but the mind is different. And beloved, let me tell you, um, if you've never experienced it, burnout is real. So by all means, take care of yourselves, brothers and sisters. Make sure that you all get the ample amount of rest. And sometimes you just have to learn how to say no and learn how to just take some things off your plate, take some time off if need be. Um, your mental health is important. I've been hearing a lot and seeing a lot on television and different things about your mental health. So, yeah, definitely have to take care of your mental health. But I'm so grateful for all the wonderful people that God has placed in my life, good friends, family, the wonderful congregation where I serve. They have been really encouraging as it relates to their appreciation, as well as the impact um, they feel I have on their lives or I've been making on their lives. It just encourages me um, and strengthens me to keep moving forward when you feel like you're making if not, but just a small difference in the lives of people. So um, it makes those long days and short nights you spend doing the things you're passionate about worthwhile. So um, thank you all for that. And uh, she's going to get me <laughs> for doing this, but 
I want to give a shout out to a good friend of mine who is literally like my sister. Um, you know, we're so much close that I actually call her my sister. So, um, my sister Angela, she has been such a supporter of the podcast uh, from the beginning. And her kind words touched my soul last week, y'all. And um, I just wanted to tell her openly on the air, thank you so much for always being there and supporting me, from following me to the various places I've sang and ministered at to supporting me over the years in my endeavors. Um, I thank you that you've always been there. You've always been supportive of me. And I appreciate you and I love you. Thank you so much. Beloved, we got a lot to unpack. I got so much I want to talk to you about this week. Um, we're going to work this series on faith. I don't know, but just preparing for it, it really stirred my heart. So I pray I'll do the same for you. And listen, if they ask why you go after God as hard as you do, tell them because I'm committed to the life, the kingdom life. Hey you, yeah you, have you joined the community yet? I know you're saying, well what in the world is the Kingdom Life all about? Well the Kingdom Life is an interactive Christian community and we're driven to empower disciples as well as we're focused on impactful Christian living that will help ultimately influence the culture and reshape this generation. One thing I believe, that our lives speak just as loud as words can convey. One of the purposes of the podcast is to cover a range of topics as well as everyday Christian living and apply sound biblical principles to not only encourage us to be better for the world around us, better for the kingdom of God, and ultimately share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So if you're serious about the Christian lifestyle, join me and be a part of the community. We are ambassadors for Christ driven to empower disciples and focused to promote the kingdom of God. We're about that life, the kingdom life. Welcome back. The last time we were together, we discussed how faith um, is the foundation and the supporting structure for all of the things we hope for. Um, we talked essentially faith is what gives the things we hope for within our hearts not only the ability to stand but to stand firm if you remember the last time we were together we discussed that faith is literally what gives the thing we hope for life existence and being faith is not only what gives you the proof and verification of what you're hoping for but it gives you ownership of it as well but essentially, faith is the conviction that a thing is real. And we concluded the podcast 
last time with pretty much an, uh, what I consider an essential foundational element of faith that our relationship with God is what solidifies our faith. So we're going to pick up in Luke, the 17th chapter. Got some profound stuff I want to give you tonight. Luke, the 17th chapter, just two verses, but these two verses spoke so much life. Luke 17, starting around verse number five, and the Bible reads, And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto the sycamine tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Here we see where the disciples asked Jesus to increase their faith. And I'm sure that, you know, we were just, we're pretty much just like them in many regards. You know, we readily acknowledge our weakness and our shortcomings as it comes to our faith. And many would even dare say, you know, these boys walk with Jesus. How in the world can they lack faith? But I think sometimes we forget the major factor as it relates to difficulties of walking by faith is the human aspect of us. You know, that side of us who always considers what's the logical or what, what makes sense. You know, it's easy to draw conclusions to the end of a story when the script is simple. But in order to walk by faith, you're going to have to turn off your logic. You're going to have to stop considering and deriving how this thing is going to come to be and how it's going to play out. And we have to stop looking for rational methods of how it's going to be carried out. Because if you're not careful, you'll think yourself right out of faith. Beloved, remember the power to perform what you believe for or hope for is not in your power or your ability or your responsibility. But it's God's. We talked about the meaning of the Greek word used for faith. And it is the same word in this passage. It, it means conviction of the truth of a thing. The conviction that God exists and as the, and as the creator, the ruler of all things. Um, this, this whole thing in reference to faith also speaks to God being the provider and the bestower of eternal salvation through Christ. But essentially, it's also the belief that the predominant idea of trust or confidence in God springing from faith or confidence in him. If you think about it, essentially, they were asking Jesus to increase their conviction and or their belief in who God is and their trust and confidence in him. <laughs> That's something when I thought about it, or when you think about it, rather. Jesus said in verse 6, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this tree, be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Listen, let me first give some clarity. That there is no miraculous measure of a thing called faith that God can give you. Now, it has nothing to do with it being added to your spirit, infusing 
it into you like a gift or a talent, even though there is a gift of faith, but understand its operation is governed by the same principle. Our belief in God, his power to perform, and our trust and confidence in him that comes through our reliance on him. Jesus made the point to them to understand that if your faith, that is your belief in him and confidence and trust in him, was the equivalence to the size of a mustard seed, you could speak to this tree and tell it, be plucked up and planted in the sea, and it should obey you. Let me say that again. If your belief and confidence and trust as it relates to who God is and who he is. I said that twice, right? But in confidence of who God is and what he's able to do, you can speak to the tree and tell it be plucked up and planted in the sea and it should obey. Jesus expressed that, in other words, this to show how as difficult as it may sound, your faith in God can make it happen both figuratively and literally. Now, this is the thing you have to understand. I want you to see something. Uh, in a similar passage in Matthew 17, starting around verse 20, he expressed that same sentiment with faith the size of a mustard seed in a mountain. And Jesus, he said, you shall speak to the mountain and tell it to go to yonder place and it shall be removed. And then this is the powerful thing. He concluded the whole matter by saying, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Beloved, he said, absolutely nothing will be impossible to you. Let me give you some more. In Matthew, the 21st chapter, starting around verse number 18, he spoke once again that same sentiment about a fig tree that he had just cursed the day before. And he spoke about the mountain being cast or removed rather and cast into the sea. He emphasized that it shall be done if you have faith and not doubt. Mark 11 and 23 touches that same thing, but it says, uh, not doubt in his heart and concluded the matter in Matthew 21 by saying whatsoever you ask in prayer believing that conviction and that trust again ye shall receive beloved our increasing faith is increasing our capacity to believe God is who he said he is and our trust and confidence in him. Matthew 19, verse number 26, Jesus made the statement, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Listen, all things are possible. Our conviction has to be so strong, so galvanized that we believe that with God there isn't anything that isn't possible. We struggle in faith because we don't sincerely believe that God has the ability to do what we ask of him. 
I know that's hard for you to wrap your head around, but it's the truth. When you and I doubt, when you and I don't have faith, essentially what we're saying is we don't believe that God has the ability to do what we ask him. And sometimes we act as if we have to make allowances for God or make things simple for God. When Jesus just told you, with God, all things are possible. Let's just be real. We stand in our own way when it comes to faith because we put limitations on what we feel God can do. But the Father allows, I believe, difficult situations to arise in our lives so that he can present to us that all things are possible. And whether you realize it or not, or whether you understand it or not, whether you embrace it or not, this is an opportunity for you to have this theory tested and proven. And we're given firsthand account of the proof that is just what God said. And God is genuinely able to do all that he says he can do. Beloved, I want you to realize and understand that as it relates to God, God is able to do all things. What happens or have to happen with us is our minds have to be transformed to stop looking at it from the standpoint of what we believe is, is possible or impossible. But our faith is all reliant on us believing who God is. Understand one thing, beloved. The Bible pretty much talks about how without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's why faith is so important because what you're essentially saying is he isn't who he says he is and he can't do what he says he can do. And if you ever want to insult God, challenge his character. You will never be able to say, or rather we will never be able to say that he lied about anything that he was not able to do something, that he wasn't faithful to us in some aspect. If the father would give forbearances to us based on our faith, it would be like a marriage without trust. And because you don't trust your spouse, you will never completely give yourself to them. Now, I know that's a lot to ponder, but listen, we got mountains to move and a God to glorify. So we have to get to that point where we trust God with everything. If I'm going to ask God for this, I'm going to believe that he's able to do it. And the awesome thing is it doesn't take a large amount of faith or belief to achieve it. If you understand the size of a mustard seed, the equivalence of a mustard seed, a mustard seed is so small, you could probably lose it under your fingernail. That is just profound just to think that all you need is a small speck of faith to believe that God is who he is and that he's able to do all that he says. And that thing that you believe him for, it shall come to pass 
So, beloved, stay encouraged. Increase that faith. Increase your confidence and your conviction as it relates to who God is. For God is all that he says he is and more. Stay tuned for my final thought right after this. Hey, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Listen, you could be doing so many other things, but you took the time to listen to this podcast. I hope that you gained something insightful and useful that you can apply to your life. I don't know if you already know by now, but the word of God is one thing that I'm passionate about. I love teaching it. I love preaching it. Really, honestly, I'm just honored that God would allow me to do anything for him. God has been so good to me and he's graced me to do so many wonderful things. And so every time I talk about him, I'm always excited. But listen, I would be remiss if I didn't take at least one opportunity to extend to you the invitation to submit your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's been so kind and so faithful and he loves us so much. He loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son to die for our sins. And the awesome thing about salvation, salvation he made it so simple. It is a simple decision but it carries heavy implications. And I want to give you some instructions of how you can receive the Lord Jesus Christ in your life at this moment right now. It's three simple things. The first is to hear. We learn through the gospel that Jesus Christ died for our sins, was buried and rose from the dead. And through the price paid by Jesus Christ and by believing on and trusting him as savior, we are forgiven of our sins and put in right standing with God. The Bible teaches that Christ's love for us was so great that even when we were sinners and unwilling to accept him, Christ was willing to die for us. The second step is to believe. Jesus stated he is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to God but through him. In order to be accepted by God, we must believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died for our sins and rose again. The Bible says, if you believe this, you shall be saved. And the last step, confess. The Bible teaches with the heart one believes, but your confession confirms that you believe. By confessing that you receive Christ, you make him Savior and Lord of your life. And because you've done this by faith, God has made you right with him. With these three simple steps, you can receive salvation today. So repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord, I admit that I am a sinner. I have done many things that don't please you. I am sorry, and I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me, and I believe that you died on the cross for me to save me, and you also rose from the dead. I come to you now and ask you to come into my heart and take control of my life from this day forward. I make you Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer, beloved, I want to welcome you to the family. Listen, do me a favor. If you've made this wonderful decision, please let me know by dropping me a line at thekingdomlife.com. That's T-H-E-K-I-N-G-D-O-M. 
L the number one F E dot com and let me know that you've made this wonderful decision. I would love to celebrate it with you. And by all means, you're in my prayers, and I pray that God would bless your life richly as he has done mine. God bless. Beloved, my prayer is that this series will spark a flame, that you and I will go hard after the things we want from God, and that no will not be an answer. And that we'll stop settling for what we can comprehend or what we can wrap our mind around and start believing God for the impossible. Let's just be honest. We lost faith in God because we stopped believing that he could. But we know that God is able to do all things but fail. Listen, like I said, one of the things why it's so important that we trust God and that we, you know, without faith, we can't possibly please him, is because God wants us to give that full reliance and trust to him. And if we can't fully trust him with everything, if we can't trust him with our lives, if we can't trust him with our families, if we can't trust him for the things that we believe and hope for, then it's almost a point of saying, well, why in the world would you call me your God? But we have to get to that point, beloved. We have to get to that point where we change our frame of mind and we stop allowing the outside things to influence our belief as it relates to God being who he is. God is greater than any situation. God is greater than any circumstance. And listen, regardless of whatever your prayer is, it does not intimidate God the least bit. Whatever you believe in God for, listen, he is not shaking his boots saying, oh, my God, how am I going to get that done? He wants you to believe him. Believe him for the impossible. I don't know about you, but I got loved ones that I want to see saved. I got uh, a community in which our church, I want to see, I want to see it transformed. There's so many things I believe God for, and I'm going to start believing him for the impossible. For we know it shall be done as long as we believe and don't doubt in our heart. It will come to pass. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I pray that this word will penetrate our hearts and our minds. That this will be the beginning of an unfeigned faith that would shake our lives, our homes, those around us, our churches, our communities, and this generation. Father, I pray that we would see your hand move in our lives, that our faith would increase like never before. For we will know and understand and have a full assurance that with you all things are possible. And we thank you. And this is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Be sure to visit our website at thekingdomlife.com. That's T-H-E-K-I-N-G. D-O-M-L, the number one, F-E dot com. There you can join our interactive community, follow us on social media, listen, and even subscribe to our podcast on the various platforms. You can even visit our online store where you can shop and purchase authentic kingdom life apparel and accessories. And do me a favor. If this podcast was a blessing to you 
or you have any comments, questions, or inquiries, feel free to leave me a message when you visit our website by clicking the contact tab and leaving me a message, and I'll respond as soon as I can. Listen, beloved, thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you once again for listening. And prayerfully, we'll see you next week. Take care. God bless.